on, let's speak the name of Jesus into this atmosphere. We speak the name of Jesus into this atmosphere. Hallelujah. We declare the name of Jesus. You have all power and all authority. There's something about when you speak the name of Jesus, you take authority over every other spirit. The spirit of fear, the spirit of doubt, the spirit of speculation. It all has to flee when you begin to declare the power and the glory and the authority of the name of Jesus. Why don't you just pray with the person you're standing next to right now? Maybe you could just put your arm on them. Let's pray together right now. The Bible said where two or three are gathered together, they can ask in his name and it shall be done. Come on, we join together right now in unity to declare the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the outpouring of your spirit. We speak the name of Jesus on this hill. We speak the name of Jesus over this community. We speak the name of Jesus in Cincinnati. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We come against every spirit of depression, every spirit of oppression. We speak power and glory by the matchless name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord for two people that have already received the Holy Ghost tonight. They tell us that nine received the Holy Ghost last night. We're finding out even more. And I believe that tonight there's going to be another wave of the Spirit of God. And we declare that many people will be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Baptized in Jesus' name. Miracle signs and wonders shall be done according to the word of God we are thankful for the tree of life church and we are thankful for all of these ministry teams this is the weekend of the celebration of Pentecost 50 days after Easter we celebrate Pentecost Pentecost was the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2 Tonight and tomorrow night, we'll be out here preaching the word of God, lifting up the name of Jesus, and we believe that God is going to confirm with many signs and wonders. And we also want to invite you Sunday morning right here at this Grace Point campus, the Tree of Life Church will meet for another wonderful service, another outpouring of the Spirit of God, and we invite all of you to be a part of that. I turn your attention tonight to the book of John chapter 3, and we begin reading in verse 1. John chapter 3 and verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. 
For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, capital S, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. I want to speak tonight on this subject, the second birth. The second birth. We have all experienced the first birth or we would not be here. But being born again is a statement that simply means to allow the Spirit to give birth in your life. Understand that the Scripture is accurate. What is born of flesh is flesh. And what is born of spirit is spirit. A spiritual birth is necessary for being saved and entering into the kingdom of God. Nicodemus was having a hard time understanding this second birth. Jesus said to him, you have to be born again. He asked Jesus, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? He was having a hard time understanding that. It reminded me of my twin sons that I have that are now 18 years old. But when they were young, I went into their room to pray with them at night, as was our custom. And when I prayed with them, I knew my wife had had a particularly difficult day harnessing all of their energy. I admonished them that they should help their mother and respect their mother. And they said, why, Dad? And I said, because she carried both of you in her stomach for eight months. And they wondered how that happened. They said, what were we doing in there? And I said, you were just swimming around. They said, did we have on our Lightning McQueen swim trunks? And I said, nope, you were naked. They were horrified and astonished at these news. This this is something that was very troubling to them. They said, how did we get in there? I said, you guys go to sleep, and in the morning I'll show you a picture of mom when her stomach was big and you guys were inside. When I shut the door, I could still hear them talking. We were in mom's stomach. That's unbelievable. How did that happen? The next morning they came running into our room. My wife did not know I had had this conversation with our twin sons. They jumped in bed, one on either side of my wife, and they just put their hand under their chin and stared at her. She recognized that somebody was watching her, woke up, and she said, what? My son Luke looked at her and said, Mom, why did you eat my brother and I? In their minds, the only way they could get in her stomach is if she ate them. 
They were traumatized by the fact that their mother would have eaten them. And she's like, what? This birth concept was a mystery to them. Well, the second birth was a mystery to Nicodemus. Jesus was trying to explain it to him. He was trying to get him to understand it by looking through the natural birth lens. I think there is something to what Nicodemus was struggling with. There is no doubt that we are all here today as natural beings, and we understand the natural process. But my friend, the Lord uses the natural to illustrate the spiritual. So let's look at the natural as a template to dissect this second birth, this spiritual birth. Jesus gave a big clue when he said, what is born of the flesh is flesh, but what is born of the spirit is spirit. In other words, the origin is what dictates the essence. Two elephants are not going to produce a zebra. The conception determines the construction and the completion. Just as flesh is birthed through a three-step process of conception, incubation, and delivery, so is the Spirit. And this three-step process is found in Luke chapter 1. In Luke chapter 1 and verse 31, we pick up the narrative. This was the announcement that Jesus was going to be born. He said, Thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Before Jesus was ever born, the Old Testament prophets were declaring the name. His name shall be Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. The name Jesus was given to Mary even before she even knew she was pregnant. Before Elizabeth was even pregnant with John the Baptist, the angel Gabriel was declaring his name to Zacharias. The first thing that has to happen for us to experience this spiritual birth is the declaration of the name. That is the conception of the Spirit in the second birth. The Bible says that when the angel Gabriel came to Mary, and when the angel Gabriel came to her cousin, Elizabeth said, Fear not, thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. The angel announced it not only to the women, but he announced it to the father. He said, I want you to know, Zacharias, that his name shall be John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. Well, John, you know, we don't know anybody named John. Zacharias had a problem with the name. I don't know. We don't have any relatives that are named John. We may just name him Zach, you know, after his dad, Zacharias. And the more he started trying to reason with it, the angel made a declaration. He said, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God. And I am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. In other words, this isn't up for debate. I have come from the presence of God and I have come to declare. 
I say to you tonight, my friend, for you and I to experience this second birth, it's whenever we stand in the presence of God and we begin to lift our voice and declare the name of Jesus. It's not just another name. It's the only name under heaven that's given among men whereby we must be saved. It's not up for debate. There is no other God. There is no other way. It's all in the name of Jesus. Salvation is based on the declaration of the name. Romans chapter 10 and verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of Jesus, shall be saved. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess. The preaching of the gospel is the declaration of the name. This is why we're taking a few moments right now to declare the name of Jesus. We're taking a few moments uh, to speak the name of Jesus. Because when you speak the name of Jesus, uh, it is the seed of the word of God uh, that is planted in our hearts uh, and in our spirit. Uh, This is not something that's born of flesh. Uh, We are not able to give you the Holy Ghost. uh, But we can speak the name of Jesus. And we can declare that there's all power and all authority in the name of Jesus. 1 Thessalonians, Paul said, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost. He said it's because we speak the gospel. They tried to stop the disciples. You can read about it in Acts 5 from speaking the name of Jesus. But they said we cannot stop speaking the name of Jesus. All we can do is declare unto you what we know. And the Bible says, and daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Oh, my friend, I'm glad I know it's all in the name of Jesus. I challenge you in the Holy Ghost tonight. If you're having problems in your home, you ought to walk through your house and declare the name of Jesus in every room. You ought to speak the name of Jesus over every situation. You ought to declare the name of Jesus over every sickness, over every addiction, over every trial. It's all in the declaration of the name. Zacharias couldn't bring himself to do it. They said, okay, we can solve that. You're not going to speak for a while. In other words, if you can't speak his name, don't speak at all. We got a lot of people speaking a lot of different things in this world that we live. But I believe there's a bunch of apostolic Pentecostals. Come on, they're rising up in Cincinnati that said, I'm going to speak the name of Jesus in my job. I'm going to speak the name of Jesus in the workplace. I'm going to speak the name of Jesus in Walmart. I'm going to speak the name of Jesus in Skyline, Chile. Oh, I'm going to speak the name of Jesus wherever I go and whatever I do. We want to fill the atmosphere with the name of Jesus. The second thing that has to happen is the response of the soul. This is the incubation. In Luke chapter 1 and verse 39, the pattern continues. And Mary rose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into the city of Judah 
and entered in the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. He came to see her cousin, and it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation or the greeting of Mary, watch this, the babe, oh, hallelujah, he's not even born yet. John is still in the incubation of his mother's womb. But oh, he heard somebody declare the prophetic word of God. And the Bible says that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord shall come to me for lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Oh, my friend, when the word of God goes forth and there is a declaration that is based on the identity of God, the soul responds. The soul leaps for joy. The soul begins to rejoice at the declaration of his name. When the word of God goes forth and finds good ground, there's a response. Something begins to take root. Something begins to live. There's a reaction in the soul. Worship ignites this. That's why just a few minutes ago when they were singing, I just want to speak the name of Jesus. And you begin to fill this altar and you begin to worship the Lord. There's something in the heart of man. There's something in our humanity that begins to rejoice. You know what that is? That's the response of the soul. That's the response that says, I believe, I receive, and I declare. There's something in your heart that says, oh, I may have come here tonight heavy laden, but I feel light. I feel the joy of the Lord. That is my, that is my strength. That's a reaction. That's a response. The soul sits up. The soul Starts to leave for joy. When our twin sons were born, they were born a month early, so they had to be in a state of incubation as their lungs were developing. And they would allow my wife and I to go into the NICU unit where all the nurses and the machines were. And, and we would get in there and we would start talking to our, our little boys. They were so little. And we began to talk to them. And when we started talking to them, I'd sometimes reach down there and pinch the toe of one of the boys. And the machines would start going whoop, 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 whoop. The nurses would come running. And I said, what did I do? Did I disconnect a sensor or something? They said, no. They know the voice of their father. They know the touch of their father. They are responding with happiness because they know the touch and the voice of their father. Oh, they wonder why we shout for joy. They wonder why we gather in a parking lot. They wonder why we rejoice at the declaration of his name. It's because we know his voice and we know his touch and we can't just sit still. There's a response. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the 
house of the Lord. Something jumps. Something goes, whoa, God. Never thought you'd do it. You thought those Pentecostals were crazy. But you couldn't help yourself. When you got in the presence of God and the seed of his name was planted in your spirit, David said, then will I go into the altar of God. Unto God, my exceeding joy. There's nothing like the joy of God's word. There's nothing like the declaration of his name when you begin to respond to it. That's why the prophet Isaiah said, therefore with joy shall you draw waters out of the wells of salvation. And in that day, everybody say that day, shall ye say, praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. And make mention that his name is exalted. But it doesn't stop there. Sing unto the Lord. For he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out. Cry out. And shout. Thou inhabitants of Zion. For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. Great is the Holy One of Israel. Oh, you ought to practice that right now. Why don't you lift your voice, and why don't you shout with the voice of triumph as a response to the Word of God. The third step is the liberation of the tongue. The first step is the declaration of the name. The second step is the response of the soul. The third step is the liberation of the tongue. This is the delivery. This is what happened to Zacharias. This is almost an anomaly because we see that Elizabeth received the Holy Ghost. Even before Jesus was born, even before there was Calvary or the ascension where he went back into heaven, there was this outpouring of the Holy Ghost because this is that second birth. This is that delivery. And in Luke chapter 1, we see that the template is complete because it says that now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered and she brought forth a son. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her. And they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. And they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. And they said unto her, There's none of the kindred that's called by this name. And they made signs to his father. They thought Zacharias would come to their defense. But Zacharias was still having a hard time finding his voice box. He asked for a writing table. And he wrote this on a little writing table. His name is John. And the Bible said, and they marveled all. And his mouth 
was open immediately. And his tongue was loose. And he spake and praised God. Oh, my friend, Isaiah recorded it in the Old Testament. For with stammering lips and another tongue will I speak to my people. The third step of being born again is the liberation of the tongue. That when you receive the Holy Spirit, you begin to speak forth in an unknown tongue as evidence that you have been born again of the Spirit. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Have you ever received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues? When you receive the Holy Ghost, it's not just some mental assignment where you agree in some sort of passive state. No, my friend, you speak forth words that you don't understand. It may sound like baby talk. It may sound like mumble jumble. Guess what? It's not about impressing people around you. It's about being born again. It's about the second birth. There is a liberation of the tongue. In just a moment, uh, we're going to gather around this altar, and the Lord is going to begin to pour out His Spirit again, uh, just like He did last night, uh, and just like He has already tonight. Uh, and many people are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, but when we pray, uh, when we pray the prayer of faith, uh, and you begin to feel the anointing of God come upon your life, uh, all you got to do is open up your mouth uh, and begin to praise Him, uh, and let your soul respond to the Word of God. Uh, and then uh, you're going to feel your tongue. Get loose. When it does, don't be afraid of that. That's the liberation of the tongue. That's the delivery of the Spirit of God in your life. That's the overflow of what God is doing. Would you stand to your feet? The Bible says in Acts 10 verse 44, while Peter yet spake these words, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. How did they know that the Gentiles had also received the Holy Ghost? Verse 46 gives us the answer. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water? That these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. Oh, my friend, uh, when you receive the Holy Ghost tonight, don't leave until you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. 
We got two swimming pools. We've got changing robes. We've got changing rooms. We've got ministers to baptize you. You're going to be baptized with the Spirit of God. And you're going to be baptized in the water in the name of Jesus. Come on, if you believe for an apostolic outpouring, would you lift your hands and lift your voice? Come on, lift your hands all over this place right now. We have turned this place into a sanctuary, a sanctuary of the Holy Ghost. This is the house of the living God. As your hands are lifted all over this place, hands lifted, I want you to close your eyes and begin to shout Jesus. Jesus. Come on, shout Jesus. Lift up his name. His name that's above every name. Somebody lift up that holy name right now. Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Just worship him for a moment. Worship him for a moment. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Everybody say hallelujah. Now we're going to move into an altar call right now. We're going to give instruction for you to receive something from God in this place. It is not the will of God for anybody to leave here untouched or unchanged. It's not the will of God that you will leave here with your sickness, with your pain in your body. It is not the will of God that you would leave this place having not received the gift of the Holy Ghost. It is not the will of God that you would leave here not having been baptized in the only saving name of Jesus Christ. In just a moment, we're going to ask those of you that have never been filled with the Spirit of God. Whether we say Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, it's all the same. But in, in a moment, we're going to ask those of you that have never been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Everybody say the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you've never had that experience with the evidence of speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. We're going to ask you in a moment to come up to this altar right here. And we have leaders, both men and women, to pray for you, to lay hands upon you, and to pray the prayer of faith in the name of Jesus. And when we begin to worship God, God is going to fill every one of you with the gift of His Spirit. And we're going to know that you have been filled because there will be a sign. Everybody say a sign. This sign is not anything that we have made up. It's not anything that we've chosen. In fact, if I would have chosen it, it might have been a different sign. It might have been I, I, I would have gotten a free pass to Skyline Chile or something like that. I don't know. But I never would have thought to, to take the tongue and, and for God to begin to speak through your tongue. Isn't it amazing that God chose your tongue? Everybody say, my tongue. He chose your tongue to bring the sign or the evidence of his spirit. The Bible says that your tongue has the power of life and of death. 
that you have the power to speak life. You have the power to speak death. The Bible says that no one can control your tongue. It's full of deadly poison. That's your tongue. Oh, you're not going to be honest with me, are you? If that's your tongue, somebody say, hey, he's talking about my tongue. <laughs> your tongue's full of deadly poison. How many of you wave a hand at me if you've ever said something you wish you wouldn't have said? The moment it came out of your mouth, you said, I wish I could get that back, put it back in, and silence it forever. The tongue has started wars. The tongue has created division. The tongue has created confusion. But God said, I will take your tongue and display my glory, display my love. There will be a sign. One more time, everybody say a sign. Now, isn't it amazing? That every time God did something in the Bible, by the power of His Spirit, from the very first verse in your Bible to the end of your Bible, every time God did something through the power of His Spirit, there was a sign. There's not a verse in your Bible, there's not a story in your Bible that says, and God did it through the power of His Spirit, but nobody saw it, nobody knew it, it was, it was, it was blind to everybody. Every time God did something through the power of His Spirit, there was a tangible sign. How much more would God want there to be a tangible sign when through the power of His Holy Spirit, He would save a lost and dying world of humanity? That's why God gave us that sign of speaking with other tongues. It's not something that I do. What I do is I surrender. Everybody say, surrender. In a moment when you come forward, that's going to be a sign of repentance. That I'm saying, God, I'm walking to you. I'm taking a step of faith towards you. And when we get to this front, we're going to lift up our hands. I want you to practice that right now. Would you lift up your hands, everybody, all over this congregation? Would you lift up your hands? Uh, when we lift up our hands, we're saying, God, I'm letting go of control. I surrender my will to you. But now I want you to do something with me. I want you to take your hands and I want you to turn them like this inward. Now you don't have to do this. This is just a physical sign. A physical expression of saying, God, I want to receive something. I want to catch something. I want to receive what you have for me. You may put your hands down. When you come to this front, we're going to lift up our hands as a sign of surrender and as a sign of faith to receive what God has died for you to receive. Amen. 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 I want to ask a question very quickly. How many of you in this congregation tonight, you could honestly confess this thing? I need something from God. I need something from, I don't know what your something is, but God knows. I don't know what your specific need is, but God knows. You might need direction. You might need healing. You might need reconciliation in your family. You might need restoration. You might need something from God. I don't know what that something is, but God knows. How many of you could confess and say, I, I need something from God? Would you raise a hand? I need something. I need a touch. I need a word. I need hope. I need faith. I need deliverance. I need something. Would you raise a hand if that's you? Look at it. Turn around. Look at all the hands that are up in this place right now. So this is what I'd like for you to do right now. If you have confessed this, this need of faith that says, God, 
I need something tonight. Somebody say tonight. Not tomorrow, not next year, right now. God, there's enough presence of your spirit here. I could get it right now. There's been the word. There's been worship. There's been praise. I've got the faith. I need it right now. Somebody shout right now. If you raised your hand saying, God, I need something from you, I want you to come to this front and gather in as quickly as you can. Everybody that's raised your hand uh, as quickly as you can. Come on, not no hesitation, no fear, no doubt. Just take a step of faith and gather in. Gather in, gather in, gather in, gather in. Come on, come on, come on. We're going to give you just a few more moments if you raise your hand and said, I need something from God. This is an opportunity for you to take a step of faith. I need something from God. I need something from God. I need, come on, they're still coming. We're giving you a couple more minutes here. I need something from God. I need something from God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now, here's, here's the great thing about the step of faith. is The step of faith overcomes that hesitation that you felt. The moment I said, step out, you thought, I hope somebody else steps out first. That's uh, okay. Don't amen me. Don't blow your cover. No, man, I hope somebody else goes. And some of you say, I, I don't know if I'm going to go tonight. This is a little crazy for me. But the great thing about the step of faith is this. is What you can say to yourself is, if I go and nothing happens, the worst case scenario is I'm going to leave the same way I came. You're not going to get worse by stepping out by faith and coming to God. So you might as well give it a try. Somebody say amen. But I can guarantee you, you're not going to leave worse than the than your way you came. You're going to leave filled. You're going to leave touched by God. Somebody's going to get direction. Somebody's going to leave with fresh faith and hope. Somebody's going to leave completely transformed by the presence of God. Somebody say, I want it. Oh, you can do better than that. Shout, I want it. Amen, amen, amen. Now. How many of you in this auditorium, in this congregation tonight, you've never experienced receiving the gift of God's spirit and speaking in other tongues? Would you raise a hand? Look at this young boy right here. Keep your hand up if you can. If your hand gets tired, just switch hands. Look, look at the hands. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 14, 15, 16, 17. Hands up on this side. Anybody? This is the anointed side, apparently. 18, 19, 20. We got, uh, I see another hand over here. 21. Anybody in their seat that said, I'm not sure if I'm ready to go to the front yet, but you know you haven't received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. If your hand is down, that means you've already received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Is there anybody left in this seat that said, I've never received this experience before? Anybody? Now, I want everybody to take just two giant steps back. Everybody take two giant steps back. And those 20 or so hands that just went up, I want you to make your way down right here. Brother Morgan and Brother Jude, they're going to help you line up. Leave a space between you and this altar. Brother Azalone, you help them. You line them up here shoulder to shoulder. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, go ahead. There's a spirit of praise that wants to break out. Somebody clap your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Yeah, y'all can spread out just a little bit here. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. If you wouldn't mind helping us to know who it is that we're about to pray for, if you could line up in one single file line, shoulder to shoulder. I see a, a, a little combustion right here. If you could just single file right here, shoulder to shoulder. Look at these beautiful children of God that are about to be filled with the Holy Spirit of the Lord. About 19 or so right here. There's it. There's 20 right there. There's 21. Awesome. Would they be willing to come all the way up? Come on, squeeze them in. Squeeze them in. All the way up. There's plenty of room right here. There's plenty of room right here. Amen. Now we're just going to do a couple of things to position ourselves. Amen. My job is twofold. Okay. Everybody just. Listen, right here, my job is twofold. Number one, my job is just simply to help position you so that it's so easy for you to receive the Holy Ghost. I'm just going to help position you. The Bible calls it the gift of the Holy Ghost. It should never be difficult for you to receive a gift, whether it be on Christmas or a birthday or a holiday. It should never be difficult for you to receive a gift. You shouldn't have to go looking for it, you know. Sometimes they want to send you on a scavenger hunt or something. You don't have to go on a scavenger hunt to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Just like a gift you would receive from a loved one, this gift of the Holy Spirit of God has already been purchased with His blood. He's put your name on it. He's already given it. He's already poured it out. All you have to do is receive it. Now, we have a custom that when someone receives a gift, the receiver of the gift says two words. Anybody know what those two words are? Thank you. You know what that is? It's a praise. You're saying, I, I thank you. I'm praising you for this investment, this sacrifice. You shouldn't have done this, but I, I really thank you for it. That's what we're going to do in just a moment. We're going to repent, but then we're going to move into praise. No one here will receive the Holy Ghost when you're saying, God, please forgive me. I'm sorry. Lord, if there's any way, God, you can. Nobody's going to receive the Holy Ghost that way. We're going to repent of our sins, which means to turn and go in the opposite direction. It means to let go of the things you've been holding on to that would keep you from the presence of God. The way I like to look at it, it's like you're a vessel. You're a, a tall glass of water. And there's debris, there's dirt, there's filth, there's sin, there's iniquity, there's thoughts, there's a past. There's a lady here tonight. We were praying with her last night and she said, I, I, there's darkness from my past. And when we, we broke through that darkness from her past, God filled her with the gift of the Holy Ghost just last night. I see her right there. See, repentance is saying, God, the past doesn't belong to me anymore. My sins from yesterday aren't mine anymore. I'm putting them at the feet of the cross. God, they're yours. You want them, God. You want my problems. You want my past. You want my sickness, my, my iniquity, my transgression. It doesn't belong to me. It's not on my record anymore. And when you do that, what God is doing, he's cleaning you out before he fills you up. Amen. So in just a moment, we're going to pray a prayer of repentance. And when you repent, what I want you to do is I want you to, you don't have to imagine it, but I want you to envision that God is saying, you're ready. You're ready to receive my spirit. 
When you repent, I want you to envision God saying to you, there's nothing else that can hold you back from my love. There's nothing else that can hold you back from my spirit of salvation. There is nothing, there's nothing else that can stop you from receiving the power of the Holy Ghost. Once you have said, God, I give everything to you, there is nothing. There's no devil in hell. There's no voice of this world. There is no spirit of condemnation that can keep you back from receiving the gift that God has already purchased for you. So before we move into this praise and this prayer of faith, I want you to close your eyes. Everybody in this this congregation tonight, I want to ask if you just close your eyes. If you feel to bow your head, this is the one and only time we will bow our heads tonight. Because this is the only prayer that's really about us. And if you will, I want you to begin to open your voice, open your mouth, and use your voice. And I want you to begin to pray a prayer of repentance. If you've never prayed this prayer before, you can pray with me. And that prayer goes something like this. Lord, I turn my life to you. I give my heart to you. Come on, every voice, every heart uplifted. I give my mind to you. I give everything I have to you. God, I give everything I have to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I give my sin to you. I give my failure to you. I give my iniquity and transgression to you. I give everything to you. I turn my life to you. God, I am a failure. I am a sinner. But tonight I will be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Tonight I will be filled with your spirit of love, your mercy, and your grace. I will speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. In the name of Jesus. Would everybody say in the name of Jesus? Say it with faith. In the name of Jesus. This time say it with with victory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want you to hear this preacher right now. Somebody that's come from a life of backsliding and walking away from God. I've tasted that life. I've lived that life. But a man of God who's realized that once I turn my life to him, there is nothing that can stop me from getting into the presence of God. I want you to say those words. Say, there's nothing that can stop me from receiving the Holy Ghost. Now, I want to make this real plain and simple with you, okay? If I were to ask you the question, what is two plus two, you'd say four, right? Did you answer that question by faith? No, you answered that by understanding, right? But if I said, how are you about to receive the Spirit of God that's bigger than this universe, bigger than this city, bigger than this sky, bigger than this world, how can you do that? There is no logical answer to that other than He loves me. He wants to save me. He wants to fill me with His Spirit. I cannot go to heaven until I am filled with His Spirit. As the preacher just preached, Jesus said, Unless you are born again of the water and the Spirit, you cannot enter into my kingdom. He wants to fill you with His Spirit. So we're not going to answer this question of receiving the Holy Ghost by understanding. We're going to do it by faith. Everybody say by faith. By faith we will receive it. But here's another element of that two plus two question. Are you sure it's four and nobody could convince you otherwise? What if somebody said it's 12? You'd say you're wrong. 
What if somebody said it's three? Even though they were close, you would say, it's wrong. Two plus two is four. Well, let me tell you something else. When you add your praise and your faith to the love and desire that God has for you, it is a fact, not a question, not a what if, it is a fact that you will receive God's spirit. So, I want you to state that fact with me. I want you to close your eyes and say, Jesus, I will receive the Holy Ghost. Say, Jesus, I will speak in other tongues tonight. Say, in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want you to turn to somebody and tell them, I'm ready. Ask them, are you ready? I'm ready. I want you to turn to that person you just spoke to and tell them, I'm about to speak in tongues. Come on, Keisha. I'm about to speak in tongues. I'm going to speak words I've never spoken before. The moment I begin to praise God, His Spirit is going to move inside of me. And Jesus said, out of your belly will flow the rivers of living water. I'm going to, somebody say, I'm going to speak in other tongues. As the Spirit gives the utterance. I'm going to give my voice a praise and God's going to confirm the words of the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout it again. I'm going to speak in other tongues. Yeah, I'm going to speak in other tongues. Someone make up your mind. I'm not leaving here until I receive it. I'm not leaving here until I receive it. You can kick me out, but I'm not leaving until I receive it. So this is what we're going to do when I tell you to. I want to do this together because it was preached. The Bible says when they were in one mind, that means agreement, and in one place. Well, we're in one place, but we're going to get in one mind right now, okay? In just a moment, when I tell you to, we're all going to lift up our hands like we practiced back there. And then we're going to lift up our heads towards heaven. Because no longer is this prayer about me. It's all about him. It's a praise. It's a worship. I can't praise with my head down. My, when my head is down, it represents fear and shame and doubt and security, condemnation. It represents that my focus is still on me. So we're going to send forth a victorious declaration of praise. We're going to lift up our heads towards heaven. We're going to close our eyes in just a moment so that we're not intimidated. So that we're not distracted by anybody. Because there's probably a person here, at least one or two, that's thinking, man, I... I don't want them to see me go crazy here. I, I don't want them to see me speaking in other tongues. I'm trying to keep my cool. Well, you're about to lose your cool. You're about to get the fire of the Holy Ghost. That's why I tell people, if you're chewing gum, you better get it out your mouth because that gum's going to go flying across into somebody's hair because you're going to speak sounds. Uh, your, your tongue's about to shake and tremble because God's about to take control. God's about to take control. But the most important thing that we're about to do together is we're going to shout, not whisper. You say, but, but I'm an introvert. Well, you're about to be an extrovert by the Holy Ghost. You're going to shout, hallelujah. Everybody say hallelujah. See, that was saying hallelujah. Now somebody shout it. The next time you shout hallelujah, 
you will instantly receive the gift of the Holy Ghost as your hands are lifted. And when we shout that together, the Spirit of God that we cannot see right now, but we can feel it. You felt goosebumps. You felt faith. You felt something here in this service tonight. He's going to fill you up, and you're going to feel it right here like fire shut up in your bones. And while you're shouting, hallelujah, 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 all of a sudden that fire is going to leap out, and your tongue's going to start shaking, and you're going to speak sounds you've never spoken before. Somebody shout, I'm ready. Now this is how you're going to know when to shout hallelujah. Because you're going to hear me shout it first. I'm going to be your signal. I'm going to be your cue. So that we can shout it together. Like like a conductor at an orchestra. I'm going to conduct us together. So that there's not a trumpet here and a violin here and a guitar here and a piano. No, no. At the same time. There's going to be a sound of unity. Boom. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. It is impossible for Jesus not to be here when we are together in agreement in the name of Jesus. So when you hear me shout hallelujah, that is your signal as loud as you can to shout hallelujah. And at that moment, you just keep shouting as loud as you can. And when you really shout it with praise and worship, God is going to fill you up and you're going to begin speaking in other tongues. And we've got leaders here that's going to lay hands upon your head, speaking that word of faith over you and make up your mind right now. I'm not going to open my eyes until I've spoken in other tongues. Has the Spirit filled me up? The next time I open these eyes, I'm going to be Holy Ghost filled, tongue talking, completely transformed in the Holy Ghost. It's about to happen. Somebody say, I'm ready. Come on, somebody say, I'm ready. Now, if you're really ready, I want you to lift up your hands as high as you can. Now, would you just lift up your head towards heaven and close your eyes? I don't want want anybody looking at me or looking around. Your eyes are closed. The eyes of the flesh are closed. And in your spirit, you're opening your eyes of faith. And you are envisioning the love and the spirit of God filling you up. And you becoming a a Holy Ghost-filled, tongue-talking, transformed by the spirit of the Lord man or woman tonight your hands are raised your eyes are closed I want you just to begin to breathe in this air breathe in this air into your lungs and get ready because your life is about to be changed forever when you hear this preacher when you hear me shout hallelujah that will be your signal to begin shouting as loud as you can and instantaneously your tongue will begin to tremble and shake under the power of God's spirit and love Get ready to shout. I'm going to pray right now. By the authority of the word of God. And by the power that's in the name of Jesus Christ. I command every one of you to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And speak with other tongues right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone shout hallelujah. Speak in tongues. Go, 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 go.
go speak in other tongues shata ta 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 rama shata ta that's it yeah he's got it he's got it he's got it he's got it Nothing can hold you back. Nothing can stop you. Receive it now in the Holy Ghost. Now, 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 now. Shata ta 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 rabaha. Hanara rabo kondo rabaha.
That's it. Go ahead. That's it. Take a step of faith. Take a step of faith. Let the Spirit give the utterance. Stop controlling your tongue and let the Spirit give the utterance. Stop controlling your tongue and let the Spirit take control. Let the Spirit of the Lord take control. Take a step of faith and surrender control. Surrender your control to God. Let God speak through your tongue. Let the Lord speak right now. That's it. That's the Holy Ghost. Yes. Yes. I want everybody to listen for just a moment. I want you to look up here. Just listen. We're going to go into the second wave here. Amen. Hallelujah. Keisha got a whole, whole dose of it right there. Woo. Everybody just listen. Everybody listen. Just take a deep breath and listen for a moment. Don't you worry. We're about to have a second wave. The second wave is going to be twice as big as the first wave. But I feel really, I feel direct instruction of the Lord right now. Number one, we had many already tonight receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We know it was three that before the preacher even began, there was already three that received the Holy Ghost. But right here over these last five to ten minutes, if you just received the Holy Ghost, and some might, someone might say, I'm not sure if I got it. Here's how you know. If you felt your tongue begin to shake or tremble, or if there was a witness around you that saw that, uh, and you spoke a sound that was not a part of your vocabulary, if that happened for you tonight, would you raise a hand? Come on, Keisha. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They said there's one more over here. Eight. Hallelujah. Nine. Ten. We've got at least ten people who received the Holy Spirit for the very first time tonight. Now listen, real quick. Real quick. We're going to have a second wave here in the next couple of minutes. But real quick. I want those ten or so. If you just received the Holy Ghost. Don't fill your card out yet, Keisha. Time out from the card. If you just received the Holy Ghost for the first time, speaking in other tongues, I want you to come stand right over here in this open area quickly. I want you to come stand right over here. Come on. 
If there's a leader here, if there's an altar worker here, if there's a man or woman of God here, I want you to lead them into this open area by these swimming pools over here. Right over here. Come on. Come quickly. Hurry, 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 hurry. Now, I need a couple of men of God. I need about five or ten men of God who can grab some chairs. We need ten to fifteen chairs. And I want you to come line them up right here and set them right here. Because the second wave is going to happen on a bunch of people that are sitting and worshiping God in the Holy Spirit of the Lord. The Bible says that they were all filled where they were sitting. That God filled the house where they were sitting. And I know you're tired. I know you're fatigued. You might be exhausted. So we're going to give you a chance just to sit down and rest in the presence of the Lord. Thank you so much. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Where's all of our people that just received the Holy Ghost? Are you? Have you come over here? Now listen. Nobody's going to throw you in the baptistry. But if you've not been baptized... In the name of Jesus, we're very clear about this. We are not ridiculing anybody's experience. But if you have not been baptized in the name of Jesus, we're not talking about the titles of Jesus. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, the Great I Am, the Everlasting Father. We're not talking about the, the titles of Jesus. We're talking about the name of Jesus. If you've not been baptized in the name of Jesus... And you've already been filled with the Holy Ghost. We strongly recommend for you to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Over here we have robes that you can change into so you don't get your clothes wet. In this building we've got changing rooms right here. Right here in fact. We've got a place for you to change. We've got towels for you to dry off with. But above all of the conveniences. We've got the name that's above every name the name of Jesus when you come out of the water baptized into the name of Jesus every weight of your past every weight of your sin and failure will become completely will come completely off of your shoulders God will transform your life tonight if you've not been baptized in the name don't leave we set it up so conveniently tonight for you to be baptized in the name of Jesus so that's why we've moved you over here we've got several right here that are still seeking to receive the Holy Ghost raise your hand if you're still seeking I know we got the Tampa Bay Devil Ray I, I'm wondering if God can fill a Devil Ray with the Holy Ghost I think he can do it we got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven We've got six more chairs over here and two more chairs right here. That, eight, that means there's eight more chairs for somebody that's not received the Holy Ghost. we got plenty of chairs. Now the Bible says, listen, the first time that a group of people received the gift of the Holy Ghost, it says they were filled with the Holy Ghost where they were sitting. Now I don't think that that's significant that you have to be sitting because many people receive it when they're standing. But it is significant that God says, hey, I know your body is weak. I know your body's fatigued, so go ahead and sit down and take a load off. And let me feel you where you're sitting right here. And so we've given you an opportunity to what we, what the Bible calls tarry in the spirit. That means wait in the spirit, linger in the spirit. We don't want your physical limitations to become the clock, the timer that says, I can't pray anymore because my legs are tired, my hands are tired. Listen, we do believe in in the practicing of lifting up our hands but if your shoulders get tired I got a secret for you you can just go like this 
You just go like this and say, God, this is as high as I can lift my hands. But God, I've made up my mind. I, I can't stand. I'm tired. I'm fatigued. But I've got a made up mind. I'm not leaving here until I'm filled with the Holy Spirit of God. In the next few moments, we're going to have many more of you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What I want you to do is I want you to let go from any preconceived idea of what's about to happen to you. I don't want you to walk into this thinking, oh, it's going to bubble over. It's going gonna, it's gonna to pour out. I don't want you to go into this with any preconceived idea other than this. I'm going to get it. I'm going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I don't want you to come into this with any preconceived idea of what your speaking in tongues is going to feel like or sound like or how long it's going to be. If I said the word in Spanish, hola, hola, you know what that means, hola? It means hello. Now I could say I spoke in Spanish even though I only spoke one word. I don't want you to think that I have to speak fluent in tongues. I have to speak for 30 minutes in tongues. It's not even you that does it. The Bible says it's the spirit that gives the utterance. And I see so many people that say, well, it didn't sound like that preacher over there. And it didn't sound like that lady over there. God doesn't want it to sound the same. God has a very unique experience for you. And whether it happens in one utterance, one word, one syllable, or for the next three days without stopping, if you receive the Holy Ghost and you speak words that are not according to your vocabulary, that is the sign and the evidence of God filling you with His Spirit. I see many times that God will fill someone with the Holy Ghost as if planting a seed and say, I'm only going to let you talk in tongues for just a moment because if I gave everything to you right now, you might not be ready for it but what I want you to do is I want you to open your mind that it's going to happen according to the will and plan of God not according to your plan according to the plan of God so this is what I want you to do remember I asked you what's two plus two and you said four right I hope you said four let's try another what's three plus three six you did not answer that according to your faith. Nobody had to anoint you with oil and you didn't have to tarry in the spirit. Instantly your mind said, I understand it. I know it. I speak it. Okay. But we're not doing this by understanding. We're doing it by faith. So when you close your eyes in a moment, what I want you to do as best as you can. Is I want you to close your eyes in a moment according to the flesh, according to understanding. When you close your eyes, let it be an expression of, of yourself saying, God, I'm turning off my understanding right now. And I'm going to take a leap of faith. I don't understand this, how your spirit could fill me up. And I don't understand how my tongue is going to begin to shake. And I don't understand how I'm going to speak sounds I've never spoken before. I don't understand how I'm no longer going to be addicted to drugs. I don't understand how you're going to deliver me from pornography. I don't understand how you're going to save my marriage. I don't understand how you're going to heal me. But God, by faith, by faith, I'm going to take a step and say, do it. Do it. Do it. Here's what I'm going to do for you. Here's what I want you to do, okay? I saw some of you as, from up here, I could see some of you saying, please, please, God, please, God. When someone has purchased a gift for you and they're holding it out, you don't have to say please. Here, it's yours. Don't say please. Say thank you. Say I praise you. I worship you. Don't say please. I saw some of you say please, God. That's why I told you about the word hallelujah. The word hallelujah is the highest praise. You know why? 
because it translates to this. I give my entire being to Jehovah. I give my entire life to God. There is no higher praise than that when you say, God, everything I am is yours. My past, present, future, my, my problems, my, my insecurities, my addictions, my failures, everything I am, God. That's why when we begin to praise, now you don't have to do what this preacher says. I'm just trying to help you. When we begin to praise God in the next few seconds, the only word I want you to praise God with is hallelujah. But don't do it out of repetition or even obedience. Do it out of worship. Think of what that word is when you're saying it. It means everything belongs to God. Hallelujah. Everything belongs to you. Hallelujah. Everything I am belongs to you. Hallelujah. 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 That's why you can say it with praise and worship. Because you're saying, God, everything I am is yours. Everything I've ever done wrong or right is yours. Hallelujah. And when you're doing that here in a moment with praise, with real worship, God's going to begin to fill you up. You know what? I feel to tell somebody this. You're not even going to realize when you go from hallelujah to speaking in other tongues. Because you're going to be so lost in his presence that it's just going to happen so naturally. So supernaturally that you're not even going to go. No, the moment that you go from hallelujah to speaking in tongues. Because it's just going to happen like a rushing mighty wind. Just it's going to happen so easy. And you're going to walk out of here saying that was easier than I thought it was. That was easier than I thought it was. So I want all of you who are seeking to receive God's spirit. I just want you to close your eyes first. Don't lift your voice up. Don't lift your hands up. Just close your eyes. What I want you to do is with the element of faith in your mind that God has given you. The Bible says God has given to each one the measure of faith. With that faith that you have, I want you to see yourself completely abandoning everything that you are to God. And I want you to see yourself. Don't say it yet, but see yourself through that praise of hallelujah. You're completely letting go of everything. God, everything. Lust, laziness, apathy. Bitterness, resentment, God, fear from my past, insecurity and doubt. Everything through hallelujah is yours. And I want you to see yourself as you say that. Don't say it yet, but as you see yourself saying hallelujah, you see the spirit of the Lord beginning to fall upon you. Like a waterfall, like a flood, like a rushing mighty wind beginning to fill you up. And all of a sudden. New life begins to take place. Transformation begins to take place. And all of a sudden, you begin to speak sounds that aren't yours, but you don't care what it sounds like, what it looks like. You don't care how weird it might be. You don't care how awkward it might feel. You just know I'm being changed. Your eyes are closed. Do you see it? Somebody say, I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. Now, seekers, to those of you who are sitting, just open your hands to God. You don't have to stretch them out all the way, but just open your hands to God. Just you close your eyes. Don't look at this preacher anymore. I can't do anything for you from this moment forward. Just your eyes are closed. Your eyes are closed and you're about to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to pray the prayer of faith again and I'm going to shout hallelujah. And when I shout hallelujah with everything in you that you've got left, I want you to begin to shout that praise hallelujah. When you hear me shout hallelujah. 
With everything in you, I just want you to begin to shout that hallelujah. And all of a sudden, it's going to transition from hallelujah to speaking sounds you've never spoken before. And when we shout that praise, uh, these altar workers are going to begin working with you and praising God with you as you begin to speak in new tongues. Uh, Here it comes. Your eyes are closed. Uh, Your hands are lifted and open towards God. Uh, Open your heart right now. Come on. Open your heart right now by the authority of the word of God, by the power that's in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, Receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues. Everyone shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Close your eyes. Don't look at me. Shout hallelujah. 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 Now speak in other tongues. Speak in other tongues. Now. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! That's it! Now speak with other tongues! No more English! No more English! Speak in other tongues! Speak in other tongues! That's it! That's the transition right there! That's the transition right there! Speak in tongues! Speak in tongues! Speak in other sounds as the Spirit gives the utterance! Speak in tongues! up your voice and speak in the Holy Ghost. Speak in the Holy Ghost. That's it. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the utterance of the Holy Ghost. That's the evidence of the Holy Ghost. That's the sign of the Spirit. That's the sign of God's love. That's the sign, the initial
That's it. You got it. You got it. You got it. Claim it. It's mine. It's mine. It's the Holy Ghost is mine. The Holy Ghost is mine. I'm not giving up. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. That's it, that's it, that's it. That's it, let go of your logic. Let go of your understanding and speak in other tongues. What a mighty God, what a mighty God, what a mighty God. Yes, the Spirit of God is yours. It's yours. You shall never be the same. You shall never be the same. You shall never be the same. Receiving the Holy Ghost. That's it. That's the Holy Ghost. Yes, we speak it by faith in the name of Jesus.
Please receive with the Holy Ghost. Speak it out with boldness. People are being baptized in the spirit. Many are being baptized in the water. They're lined up around the pools right now, being baptized in the name of Jesus. If you're sitting in a chair and you have received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you need to do two things before you leave. You need to fill out a blue card need to go right over here to the side and get baptized in the name of Jesus. Oh, we rejoice. Salvation has come to the house. Come on, let's praise it one more time. Salvation has come to the house. the Holy Ghost and you're still seeking I want you to begin to thank him right now for his spirit come on let's go from faith to faith and victory to victory Lord I thank you for your spirit I thank you Lord that you love me I thank you Lord that you died for my sins I rejoice in your presence in the name of Jesus
another one receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. This young man receiving the Holy Ghost. This young lady right here, the Holy Ghost is on her. That's it, man. That's the Holy Ghost. 